Do you feel the tug or pull in your heart calling you to more? Do you feel like it is too late or that you're too broken to pursue the dream in your heart? Well, you've come to the right place. I'm Latasha and welcome to the Overcome to Become podcast. Pull up a seat and join me each week for real talk, life-changing truths, and actionable takeaways. We are diving into any and everything that has been holding you back from becoming who you were meant to be in every area of your life. Hey friends, welcome back. This is part two of the series, Living on Purpose. If you've landed here first, I encourage you to go back to part one. I don't want you to miss out on all those little nuggets of wisdoms, the why and the what of living on purpose. Living on purpose means to live every day with the full knowledge that we have a limited number of days on this beautiful earth. How are we spending each day? What is taking up our time? And how are we using the talents and gifts that God has placed within us? to impact this world. Now let's hop right into some more tips on how to live on purpose. One, putting yourself first. Now for some of my givers by nature, I know your skin probably just crawled or even your armpits started sweating when I said, put yourself first. Now let me clarify. I'm not championing selfishness or an extreme focus that we see in our society sometimes on self. Okay, over the needs of others. That's not what I'm talking about. Now, let's look at this from a very practical standpoint. You have two cups on the counter, right? And the goal is to pour from cup A into cup B. But if cup A is empty, how much can you actually pour into cup B? From the way I'm looking at it, nothing at all. That's how some of us have lived our lives, Trying to pour from an empty cup. Living on fumes. It reminds me of a time, funny story. (laughs) When, so a little secret about me, I do not like to put gas in my car. Isn't that crazy? But that also probably speaks to the fact that I have a terrible habit of running myself raggedy, right? So the two, I think, go hand in hand. So as I'm telling you this, I'm preaching to myself as well. So I feel like going to the gas station is such a, ugh, I just wish that gas would just magically appear in my car. Okay, anywho. So this one particular day, I did not, I forgot to put gas in my car and I drove maybe 40 minutes or something to an event that I had to go to on the highway all the way there. Mind you, my gas is still low. Should have gotten some gas, but I said, ah, I'll remember to get the gas when I'm done with this event. Event finished, got back in my car, started driving um, back home on a major highway where I live. And as I'm driving with the music blasting, because that's how your girl rides in her car, right? As the music's blasting, by the way, it's like 98 degrees outside. All of a sudden, I'm pressing on the gas like all the way down to the floor and the car is not going. It is slowing down. Now, mind you, this is in major traffic, in the middle of downtown, major highway, and I had just enough pull in my car to glide into the median. I mean, grace of God, glide into the median. So I thought, oh my gosh, my car is broken. Then, as I looked down at my gas gauge, I realized there was no gas, none, in my car. And now I was sitting in the middle of a busy highway in a dangerous slither of a median 
where I couldn't even get out of my car because the cars were whipping by so fast that my car was shaking. Thank God for AAA and the nice gentleman who came to not only bring me a bottle of water, grace of God, and fill my gas tank up and was not judgmental about it at all and was even gracious enough to tell me where the next gas station was so I could, like I should have, fill up my car with gas. This year, we cannot run on empty. This is not our year to run on fumes. Don't be like me and forget to fill up and end up in a dangerous place. Thank God for the grace of God for swooping in. But I also had to sit in that car for about an hour with the temperature at 98 degrees and rising. I had a lot of time to reflect. And this is one of the things that I had to reflect on, that I had a bad habit of running on empty. We've got to put ourselves first. We do not take the time to take care of ourselves at all. We put everything above our mental, physical, and spiritual health. We're secretly bitter, maybe even suffering from martyr complex. Guilty. What does that mean? A martyr complex? It's those who love to suffer for love. Suffering so others' needs can be put first. Suffering to make other people happy and satisfied. Always apologizing for any and everything. It's putting basically putting the needs of others um, before yourself, but in an extreme manner. So what does putting yourself look like? It's taking care of this one body we've been given. This one body that we have to live in that we're not going to get another one. It's maintaining that quiet time that I talk about often in my episodes, reflection time with yourself and God. It's it's treating yourself without feeling guilty. It's letting your yes be a turtle and not a jackrabbit. Two, prioritize what matters most and set healthy boundaries to guard those priorities. This quote brings it home for me. The only people who get upset about you setting boundaries are the ones who are benefiting from you having none. So all those feelings that we have and, and the guilt that tries to overflow us when we try to set the people that we're scared that are gonna get upset, it's basically those who benefited off of us being boundary less. For anything goes, for always saying yes. For always being the last one to leave work, the last one to log off, the one to volunteer for every project, the one to always clean up at every party. You know that one, that one that used to be me, right? That one. We cannot wait for others to stop asking. No is a whole sentence, friends. Let me say that again. No is a whole sentence. No more explaining that your mental well-being or your faith or your family or your health comes first. We have to be super intentional about our time and our limited energy. Three, staying in our lane and embracing our story. There's a leader that I highly respect that I work with, and this is her saying, stay in your lane. See, comparison kills and it belittles the gifts and talents that God has placed within us. We are essentially telling God when we compare that he did not know what he was doing when he created us. Ooh, that's pretty deep, right? Hoping and wishing to look like something else, to have someone else's talents, abilities, money, opportunities, marriage, career, etc. It only keeps us stagnant. 
Listen, friends, I'm five foot flat. I know my pictures may make me look tall. That's a good thing. But in reality, if you meet me without heels, without tennis shoes, I am five foot flat. I'll never be able to jump as high as Michael Jordan. I'll never be able to sing like Tasha Cobbs. My body is not going to be booming like Beyonce, right? And guess what? That's okay. I celebrate all those people that I've said. I celebrate others who have talents and gifts in areas that I do not, who look a different way and I admire the way that they look. But that's not me. And that's not who God created me to be. And I can't get stuck trying to drive in someone else's lane, trying to be talented in an area where I have no talent, trying to do things and like the kids say, doing the most when I should just be concentrating on the area that I'm in, the area that I can flourish. Mother Nature tells us and shows us this all the time. An apple doesn't try to be an orange. An orange doesn't try to be a cherry tree. You know, oak trees don't try to be other trees, a fruit tree. They stay in their lane. And by staying in their lane, they flourish in the way that God intended for them to flourish in their lane. We cannot live a life on purpose if we are unable to embrace our unique story. We cannot allow shame, regret, or anything else to hide or deny our stories. Everything we have been through has made us who we are today. The amazing thing is that we can make the decision today to allow God to rewrite our stories, which is totally possible and what he did with my life. Your story has the power and the ability to heal and help others. Did you know that? That is why we cannot hide it under a bush and can't keep it to ourselves. We must make peace with where we are right now in order to move forward. We again, we cannot get caught up in, if I would have done this, I would be further along. If I knew more then what I know now, then I would be better along. Again, friends, let me free you. You did not know then. You did not know better then. You did not have the tools then, but now you do. And so now you can move forward using those tools that you have now. Four. I want you to dream again. The cares and hard seasons of life can dull our vision and try to squeeze out scratch. The cares and hard seasons of life can dull our vision, try to squeeze out or silence every dream in our heart. Maybe you've shared your dream with someone and you didn't receive the response you had imagined and it caused you to bury that dream years ago. Well, no more. Today's the last day for that. Before we can actually be or do anything, we have to see it first. A wise man once said, sight comes from the eyes, but vision comes from our heart. Our pitfalls, our mistakes, our difficult seasons in life do not have the power to diminish our purpose. Romans 8 and 28, one of my favorite verses says, all things work together for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And friends, that all, that three letter word all, Includes all the seasons, all the tough times, all the disappointments, all the despair, all the mistakes, all the pitfalls, all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. If fear wasn't part of the equation, how would your life look different? What dream has been buried deep in the crevices of your heart by practicality and reasoning and just 
being an adult and experiencing life? What dream did you dream about as a kid that you saw yourself doing as a young adult before disappointment and despair and just practicality of life came in and buried it? What are those things that you still dream about that's still bubbling up on occasions that you think about in the quiet times by yourself? Now, what does dreaming again look like? It looks like taking the time to intentionally goal set. For those of you who are already goal setters, I want you to uh, reach out to me, DM, and let me know what are some tips and things that you do in setting your goals and making sure you achieve those. I'd love to hear about it. But if you're a person who maybe you've made goals or maybe you haven't made goals or you've loosely said some things, but you haven't written them down, this step is so powerful and this step is so important to actually living on purpose. I want you to create at least one goal in the following areas. Personal, family, finances, spiritual, career, social, physical, mind, and intellect. And I'll have all of that in the show notes and I'm going to repeat it again here in a little bit. Connecting with others who share similar goals so you can share and hold each other accountable is key. Are you looking for a place to connect? I'd love for you to be a part of my Facebook group, We Are Stronger Together. We are a diverse group of women who are coming together to encourage each other in our faith, connect, collaborate, and celebrate all the milestones, the small things, the big things in our lives. The link will be in my show notes. We're actually going to be holding a vision board party led by a vision board master who's a personal friend of mine who got me into making vision boards. Make sure to join so you don't miss out on that special party that's coming up later on this month. So last thing, I want you to pray and move your feet. My mother-in-law told me this quote years ago and it's stuck with me and it's imprinted on my heart. Pray and move your feet. It is super important that we make it a habit to commit our plans to God. Pray continually for his guidance and direction. He created us, friends. When we think about things that we buy in the store and it comes with a set of directions, that manufacturer knows how that chair, that table, that TV stand, whatever we're putting together, that manufacturer knows how that TV stand is supposed to be put together, how it's supposed to be used, its intended purpose, etc. God is our creator. He's our father. He knows us more than we know ourselves. That's why it's so important for us to commit our plans to him, not just at the top of the year, but daily, daily. There's a a favorite prayer that I have that is very simple. And it says, God, show me your will. Show me what you want me to do this day. Who do you want me to touch? Close doors that need to be closed. Open doors that need to be opened. Connect me with the right people. Disconnect me from the wrong people. That's really it. That's how I commit my plans to him. By inviting him in intentionally and asking him to lead and guide me in every area. We cannot wait for fear to leave before we move our feet. I love this quote by Nelson Mandela. Courage is not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. This year, in 2021, we cannot allow grass to grow under our feet. We cannot allow fear or waiting for fear to be gone 
before we actually make a move. If you struggle with overthinking like I have, I want you to go and listen to the bonus episode from season one, Confessions of a Recovering Overthinker. Overthinking is rooted in fear. Don't allow all the what ifs and fear of failure to keep you from moving forward. Are you desiring to start a business? Do you want to write or speak? Has God placed a witty invention in your heart? Are you a gifted coach or consultant who can help others solve a problem? Is there a dream job you'd love to apply for but have hesitated because you don't feel you are good enough or you're comparing yourself to others? What is it that people are telling you that you're really good at? If your dream or desire stretches you, if it makes you a little nervous and uncomfortable, if it results, friends, in profuse sweat in your armpits, guess what? It's the right dream. Let me remind you that if God gave you the dream, He is responsible for the increase and the provision. We just have to do our part by starting small. Starting small may be as simple as hopping on the internet and researching your area of interest. Maybe finding a book to read that will increase your knowledge in that area. All of the little steps matter. Sometimes we are waiting until we can do something really huge. No, we just need to start small. Small steps all add up to big results. Remember, it's the small hinges on our doors that make them come open. Okay, here's your favorite time. It's homework time. Time to take what we've learned and heard and now apply it so it becomes a part of our life. So this homework has to deal with goal setting. If you've already set your goals and you have made your plans and you've written them out, um, this is just a good reminder to reflect on them. I want you to take, if you have not, Here's a couple of steps that'll help you along the way. I want you to take out an hour or two, can be in one sitting or spread out. Maybe you just extend your quiet time a little bit in the morning. I want you to reflect on the areas I mentioned. Again, all of these will be on the show notes. Personal, family, finances, spiritual, career, social, physical, mind, and intellect. Again, personal, family, finances, spiritual, career, social, physical, and mind and intellect. And I want you to write a goal for each area. Just a simple goal. It doesn't have to be a paragraph long. A simple goal. Maybe your goal is to pay off a certain amount of debt. Maybe you have $1,000 in credit card debt that you want to pay off. Maybe you want to save $1,000. Maybe you would like to start walking 15 minutes every day. Just a small, simple goal. And then under each goal, I want you to create one or two action steps. So maybe thinking about saving, you say, my goal is to save $1,000 by June. I'm going to put away a hundred and something dollars each month until I reach June. Maybe your goal is to start walking every day. An action step would be to put on your workout clothes first thing in the morning so that your mind is already set to go walking, whether it's first thing in the morning or lunchtime. Every time you look in the mirror, you're reminding yourself you're getting ready to go work out. Then I want you to ask yourself, what help do you need? What resources do you need to achieve those goals? Do you need to get a mentor? Do you need to seek out again books or resources, YouTube clips, I mean, we have a wealth of information that we did not have at our fingertips years ago, but we have it now. And then I want you to 
put these goals where you can see them daily. This is the key. If we have these goals in a notebook that we shut up and we put in the drawer and we never look at them again, they're not going to do anything for us. We may need to put them in several places. I have my vision board sitting right in my office where I can look at it every day when I come into work in my home office. I see the vision in pictures because I'm a very visual person. I see my vision and my goals in pictures and in words. So I'm reminded every day of what my focus is. So there's some creative options for goal setting. Again, if you're like me and you're visual, a vision board, which is my all-time favorite way to set goals, create a vision board. We actually have, again, a vision board party coming up in my Facebook group. The link will be in the show notes for you to join. Power sheets, which is really hot. A digital vision board through Canva for those uh, tech savvy folks who want a little video to keep on your phone to remind you of what your vision is. Or a goal setting app or productivity tool like Evernote or Asana or Trello or any of those things to keep your goals handy. Whichever option you choose, I want you to make a promise to yourself that you will get it done and in place before January is over. Be super, super, super intentional about it. Friends, we have one life to live. Our reason for being here is so much larger than us. The world is waiting on us to get it together and authentically be who God has called us to be. Your talents, your gifts, your story is so desperately needed. You are not meant to merely exist and float aimlessly or stumble through life. There is no such thing as luck. Luck is when opportunity meets preparation. Let 2021 be the year of intentionality for you. Intentional is actually my word for this year. I am making the choice this year to be more intentional about my time and more intentional about my relationships, about cultivating a heart of gratefulness, about taking care of this one body I've been given and intentional about guarding my peace. Will you join me? Will you choose to live on purpose? No one else can do this for us. We must make this decision ourselves. Out of the thousands of podcasts out there, you've chosen to tune in here and it means so much to me. Before you go, don't forget to join me in my Facebook group. We are stronger together. I'd love to connect with you there. See you next week as we dive into our new series that I cannot wait for called Fit for the Call, where I'll be sharing my weight loss journey and chatting with health and fitness experts who are going to help us achieve our healthy lifestyle goals for our mind, body, and spirit.